GCSE Chemistry Audio, States of Matter and Mixtures by kscience.com. The three states of matter are solid, liquid and gas. Particles in the particle model are represented by small circles. Particles can be used to describe atoms, ions or molecules depending on the substance being described. The particles in solids are regularly arranged and close together. The particles vibrate in a fixed position because they are held together by strong forces. Solids have the lowest energy. The particles in liquids are randomly arranged and close together. The particles move around each other as the forces are weak enough to allow them to move. The particles in gases are randomly arranged and far apart. The particles flow very quickly and randomly in all directions as there are negligible forces between the particles. The three states of matter are solid, liquid and gas. Melting is when a solid changes into a liquid. Evaporation is when a liquid changes into a gas. Sublimation is when a solid changes into a gas. Condensing is when a gas changes into a liquid. Freezing is when a liquid changes into a solid. Deposition is when a gas changes into a solid. The particles in a solid cannot fill a container because the particles have strong forces between them so are in a fixed position and cannot move, therefore are not able to move slash flow to fill the container. The particles in a liquid can fill a container because the particles have weak forces between them so are close together but can move around each other and fill the container. The particles in a liquid cannot be compressed because the particles are close together. There is no space between the particles so cannot be pushed closer. The particles in a gas can completely fill a container because the particles have negligible forces between them and have a lot of energy, so they move quickly in all directions and fill the container. The particles in a gas can be compressed because the particles are far apart. There is space between the particles to be pushed closer together. A mixture is composed of different substances which are not chemically combined. Mixtures are not pure as they are composed of different substances not chemically combined. Mixtures do not have a fixed composition as the composition can easily be changed. Air is an example of a mixture as it is composed of different gases which are not chemically combined. The composition of the air can change depending on how much there is of the different gases. For example, the air we breath in contains less carbon dioxide compared to exhaled air. The melting point is the temperature at which a solid becomes a liquid. Pure substances have one melting point. This is because the chemical composition of a pure substance is fixed and cannot change, 
so all parts of the substance melt at the same temperature. The melting point of a pure substance on a temperature curve can be identified by it being flat. The different chemicals in an impure substance have different melting points, so the impure substance melts over a range of temperatures. The chemical composition of an impure substance is not fixed and can be changed, so different parts of the substance melt at different temperatures. The melting point of an impure substance on a temperature curve can be identified by its sloping. A pure substance is one which is composed either of the same element or compound, where the composition is fixed and cannot change. An element is a substance made of the same type of atoms. A compound is made of different elements, chemically combined. A sample of aluminium contains just aluminum atoms in all places, so has a fixed composition and the composition cannot change. Therefore aluminium is a pure substance. A sample of sodium chloride contains just sodium and chlorine where the ions are the same in all places, so has a fixed composition and the composition cannot change. Therefore sodium chloride is a pure substance. A heating curve is a graph for a substance being heated comparing time against temperature. The temperature remains constant when a state is changing, for example when a solid is melting into a liquid, or when a liquid is boiling into a gas. As a solid is melting the temperature remains constant because the added energy is being used by the particles to break the attractive forces, so the temperature cannot increase. As the liquid is heated, the temperature rises as the particles absorb the heat energy causing them to move faster. As the liquid begins to boil the temperature remains constant, this is because the added energy is being used by the particles to break the attractive forces, so the temperature cannot increase. GCSE Science Audio, Atomic Structure and History of the Atom by KScience.com an atom is the basic building block of all substances. An atom consists of protons and neutrons in a central nucleus, with electrons in the shells surrounding the nucleus. The relative mass of a proton is 1, neutron is 1 and electron is 1 1836. The relative charge of a proton is plus 1, electron is minus 1 and neutron is 0. The mass of an atom is concentrated in the nucleus of the atom as this is where protons and neutrons are found. In between the electrons is empty space. The lowest energy level is closest to the nucleus and the highest energy level is furthest away from the nucleus. If there are more electrons than protons, the atom is negatively charged. If there are less electrons than protons, the atom is positively charged. If there are an unequal number of protons and electrons, the atom is charged. The mass number is the number of protons and neutrons. The atomic number is the number of protons, equal to the number of electrons. The number of neutrons equals the mass number, atomic number.
Isotopes are different atoms of the same element, which have the same number of protons and a different number of neutrons. All elements have the same number of protons, however if their atoms have a different number of neutrons, then they are isotopes. Carbon-14 and carbon-12 are isotopes as they both have six protons, but carbon-14 has eight neutrons and carbon-12 has six neutrons. Relative atomic mass describes the average mass of all the isotopes. Dalton described atoms as being tiny, hard spheres which are indestructible. In 1897, J.J. Thomson conducted his cathode ray tube experiment which proved the presence of electrons in atoms. He used this to produce the plum pudding model which described atoms as being a sphere of positive charge which have electrons embedded throughout. Rutherford expected to see the dense positively charged alpha particles to go straight through the cloud of positive charge. But most of the particles went straight through, some were deflected in different directions and 1 in 8,000 alpha particles were deflected straight back. The positively charged alpha particles repelled the positive nuclei when they got close, so were deflected in different directions. If the alpha particle got very close to the positive nuclei straight on, it would deflect straight back. This meant the atom must have been made up of mainly empty space and had a very small dense central point where all the mass was located. Boa heated different atoms and noticed different atoms released different amounts of light energy. When the atoms absorbed heat energy, the electrons were excited to higher levels. The electrons would then fall back down to their lower energy level, releasing light energy equal to the amount they absorbed. Rohr suggested electrons must be orbiting the nucleus in fixed energy levels, shells, at fixed distances from the nucleus. Mosley fired high-energy electrons at different elements. This caused X-rays to be released. Different amounts of X-rays were released depending on the size of the atomic number. The more protons there were, the more X-rays were released. The amount of X-rays given off were proportional to the atomic number of whatever element it was. For every increase in proton, there was a direct increase in X-rays given off. Mosley concluded the atomic number was equal to the number of protons an atom had in its nucleus. GCSE Chemistry Audio Development of the Periodic Table by kscience.com The periodic table contains elements. The modern periodic table is arranged in order of increasing atomic number. Metals are found to the left of the stepped line and non-metals are found to the right of the stepped line. A group is a vertical column and tells you how many electrons are in the outer shell of that element. A period is a horizontal row and tells you how many shells an element has. The central section of the periodic table is called the transition metals. The rule for writing electronic configurations is 2.8.8. A group is a vertical column and tells you how many electrons are in the outer shell of that element. A period is a horizontal row and tells you how many shells an element has. The first shell is always filled first and can hold a maximum of two electrons. The first shell is the closest shell to the nucleus and is also known as the lowest energy level. The second shell can hold up to eight electrons. The third shell can hold up to eight electrons. Dalton ordered his list of elements in order of increasing atomic weights, masses. Newlands designed his periodic table using the law of octaves, which stated every eighth element reacted similarly.
Newland's periodic table was not accepted as there were more than one element in a box. No gaps were left for undiscovered elements. Metals and non-metals were mixed up in the same groups. Elements with different chemical properties were in the same groups. In Mendeleev's periodic table of 1869, he put the elements in order of increasing atomic weight, mass. Mendeleev swapped elements so they were in groups with the same chemical properties as other elements. Mendeleev left gaps for undiscovered elements. Mendeleev used the periodic table to correctly predict the properties of the undiscovered elements. His table did not include the noble gases as they had not been discovered yet. GCSE Science Audio, Ionic Bonding by KScience.com Atoms are stable when they have a full outer shell of electrons. The noble gases exist as single atoms with no gases because they have a full outer shell of electrons. If an atom has a full outer shell of electrons, it does not need to form a chemical bond with any other atoms. The first three noble gases are helium, neon and argon. Their atoms have no overall charge because they have the same number of protons and electrons which cancel each other out. An ion is an atom that has lost or gained electrons to become charged. When an atom loses electrons it becomes a positively charged ion. A positively charged ion is called a cation. Cations are always metals as only metal atoms have one, two or three electrons in their outer shells, so will lose these electrons to have a full outer shell. Cations are positively charged because they have more protons than electrons. Their electronic structure slash configuration will be like a noble gas as they will have a full outer shell. Group 1 metals always form 1 plus ions, group 2 metals always form 2 plus ions and group 3 metals always form 3 plus ions. When an atom gains electrons it becomes a negatively charged ion. A negatively charged ion is called an anion. Anions are always non-metals as only non-metal atoms always need to gain one two or three electrons in their outer shells to have a full outer shell of electrons. Anions are negatively charged because they have more electrons than protons. Their electronic structure slash configuration will be like a noble gas as they will have a full outer shell. Group 7 nonmetals always form 1 ions, group 6 nonmetals always form 2 ions and group 5 nonmetals always form 3 ions. An ionic bond is the electrostatic force of attraction between oppositely charged ions. Ionic bonds form between metal and non-metal ions. Cations are always positively charged, and anions are always negatively charged. Cations form when an atom loses electrons. Anions form when an atom gains electrons. A lithium atom loses one electron to become a Li plus cation. A fluorine atom gains that one electron from lithium to become F anion. An ionic bond forms between the lithium and fluoride ions. An ionic bond is the electrostatic force of attraction between oppositely charged ions. A calcium atom loses two electrons to become a Ca2 plus cation. Two chlorine atoms gain one electron each to become Cl anions. An ionic bond forms between the one calcium cation and two chloride anions. An ionic bond is the electrostatic force of attraction between oppositely charged ions. 
An ionic compound is a substance made of ions held together by strong ionic bonds which are electrostatic forces of attraction between oppositely charged ions. Ionic compounds have a giant ionic lattice structure. They consist of billions of ions closely packed together in a regular, repeating arrangement. The strong electrostatic forces of attraction keep the ions in place, so they vibrate in a fixed position. Ionic compounds always have an overall neutral charge. This means ionic compounds have a charge of zero. It is just the ions which make up the compound which are charged. Metals are always positively charged, and non-metals are always negatively charged. In an ionic compound the overall charge of the oppositely charged ions must cancel each other out to equal zero. An ionic compound is a substance made of ions held together by strong ionic bonds which are electrostatic forces of attraction between oppositely charged ions. Ionic compounds have a giant ionic lattice structure. The electrostatic forces keeping the ions in a fixed position are very strong, therefore a lot of energy is needed to break slash overcome these forces. This means the melting and boiling points of ionic substances are high. An ionic compound is a substance made of ions held together by strong ionic bonds which are electrostatic forces of attraction between oppositely charged ions. The electrostatic forces keeping the ions in a fixed position are very strong, so ions in a solid ionic compound are not free to move. For a substance to conduct electricity it must contain charged particles and they must be free to move. Therefore, as ions are charged, the ionic compound must be molten or aqueous to conduct electricity. If electrodes connected to a power pack are inserted into a molten or aqueous ionic compound, an ammeter will show an electric current and or a bulb will light up showing an electric current is flowing. An ionic compound is a substance made of ions held together by strong ionic bonds which are electrostatic forces of attraction between oppositely charged ions. The electrostatic forces keeping the ions in a fixed position are very strong, so ions in a solid ionic compound are not free to move. Solid ionic compounds cannot conduct electricity as the ions are not free to move. For a substance to conduct electricity it must contain charged particles and they must be free to move. Therefore, as ions are charged, the ionic compound must be molten or aqueous to conduct electricity. An ionic compound is a substance made of ions held together by strong ionic bonds which are electrostatic forces of attraction between oppositely charged ions. The electrostatic forces keeping the ions in a fixed position are very strong, therefore a lot of energy is needed to break slash overcome these forces. The higher charges of the ions for example Mg2 plus compared to Na plus, the stronger the electrostatic force of attraction between the oppositely charged ions. This means more energy will be needed to break slash overcome these forces, so the melting and boiling points of ionic compounds with ions containing higher charges will be higher. GCSE Chemistry Audio, Covalent Bonding by KScience.com A covalent bond is the shared pair of electrons between non-metal atoms. Non-metal atoms are found to the right of the stepped line in the periodic table. Non-metal atoms share their outer electrons to have a full outer shell of electrons forming stable molecules. Molecules have a neutral charge as their atoms have the same number of protons and electrons which cancel each other out. 
A covalent bond is the shared pair of electrons between nonmetal atoms. Nonmetal atoms are found to the right of the stepped line in the periodic table. Nonmetal atoms share their outer electrons to have a full outer shell of electrons forming stable molecules. Molecules have a neutral charge as their atoms have the same number of protons and electrons which cancel each other out. Covalent bonds are strong because there is a strong electrostatic force of attraction between the positive protons in the nucleus and the shared pair of negative electrons, which requires a lot of energy to break. A molecule is a distinct group of atoms bonded by covalent bonds. Molecules have a simple molecular structure. Molecules have weak intermolecular forces between them. Carbon dioxide and nitrogen are examples of simple molecules as they are distinct molecules made of atoms bonded by covalent bonds. Molecules are only made of atoms, they are not made of ions. Ionic compounds are made of ions. A molecule is a distinct group of atoms bonded by strong covalent bonds. Molecules such as hydrogen, water and ammonia have a simple molecular structure. These molecules have weak intermolecular forces between them which need little energy to break slash overcome. Therefore simple molecular substances have low melting and boiling points. When simple molecular substances melt or boil, it is the weak intermolecular forces between the molecules which break, not the strong covalent bonds between the atoms. A molecule is a distinct group of atoms bonded by covalent bonds. Molecules have a simple molecular structure. Covalent bonds are strong because there is a strong electrostatic force of attraction between the positive protons in the nucleus and the shared pair of negative electrons, which requires a lot of energy to break. These strong covalent bonds keep the shared electrons in place, so there are no free electrons or ions to move. If there are no free electrons or ions to move, there can be no flow of electric current. A covalent bond is the shared pair of electrons between nonmetal atoms to form a molecule. A molecule is a distinct group of atoms bonded by covalent bonds. There are weak forces of attraction called intermolecular forces between molecules. Covalent bonds need more energy to break than compared to intermolecular forces because they are stronger. A molecule is a distinct group of atoms bonded by strong covalent bonds. Molecules such as hydrogen, water and ammonia have a simple molecular structure. These molecules have weak intermolecular forces between them which need little energy to break slash overcome, so their melting and boiling points are low. Larger molecules have more intermolecular forces between them, so more energy is needed to break these, so the melting and boiling points of larger molecules is higher. For example, Bromine is a larger molecule than chlorine so has more intermolecular forces between their molecules. Therefore more energy is needed to break the intermolecular forces between bromine, so it is a liquid at room temperature. GCSE Chemistry Audio, Metallic Bonding by KScience.com Metals are found to the left of the stepped line in the periodic table. Metals have one, two or three electrons in their outer shell. Metals have a giant metallic lattice structure as they consist of positive metal ions held in a fixed position with a sea of delocalized electrons that move randomly throughout the metal. These delocalized electrons have temporarily left the outer shell where they move throughout the metal. 
there is a strong electrostatic force of attraction between the protons in the nucleus and the negative delocalized electrons. This electrostatic force keeps the positive metal ions in a fixed position and is very strong. Metals have a neutral charge because the atoms have an equal number of protons and electrons. Metals have a giant metallic lattice structure as they consist of positive metal ions held in a fixed position with a sea of delocalized electrons that move randomly throughout the metal. These delocalized electrons have temporarily left the outer shell where they move throughout the metal. Metals can conduct electricity because they have delocalized electrons which are free to move throughout the metal. Electrons normally move randomly in all directions, however if a potential difference is applied the electrons will flow from the positive terminal to the negative terminal in one direction, transferring energy. An electric current is created which is the flow of electrons per second. Metals have a giant metallic lattice structure as they consist of positive metal ions held in a fixed position with a sea of delocalized electrons that move randomly throughout the metal. These delocalized electrons have temporarily left the outer shell where they move throughout the metal. Metals can conduct electricity because they have delocalized electrons which are free to move throughout the metal. The more delocalized electrons a metal has, the more energy can be transferred, so the higher the electrical conductivity. Metals have a giant metallic lattice structure as they consist of positive metal ions held in a fixed position with a sea of delocalized electrons that move randomly throughout the metal. There is a strong electrostatic force of attraction between the protons in the nucleus and the negative delocalized electrons. This electrostatic force keeps the positive metal ions in a fixed position and is very strong. A lot of energy is needed to break the strong electrostatic force of attraction so metals have high melting and boiling points. Pure metals are soft. The metal atoms are in layers which can easily slide over each other as they are in a regular arrangement. Alloys are harder and stronger than pure metals because they have atoms of different sizes. The different size atoms distort the layers of atoms, so a greater force is needed for the layers to slide over each other. GCSE Chemistry Audio Allotropes of Carbon by KScience.com Both diamond and silicon dioxide have a giant covalent structure which is a very large 3D network of atoms held together by strong covalent bonds. Diamond has a giant covalent structure with strong covalent bonds between the atoms which need a lot of energy to break. Diamond is very hard as each carbon atom is held in a rigid tetrahedral arrangement by strong covalent bonds where each carbon atom has four covalent bonds. Diamond cannot conduct electricity as has no delocalized electrons or ions which are free to move. Graphite has a giant covalent structure which is a very large 3D network of carbon atoms held together by strong covalent bonds. In graphite there are three covalent bonds for each carbon. Graphite has a layered structure where each atom has three covalent bonds and the atoms are arranged in hexagons. The layers are able to slide over each other as there are only weak intermolecular forces between the layers so graphite is very soft. Graphite has delocalized electrons between the layers that can move through the graphite carrying an electric current. In graphite there are three covalent bonds for each carbon and in diamond there are four covalent bonds for each carbon atom. 
Graphite has a layered structure which are able to slide over each other as there are only weak intermolecular forces between the layers so graphite is very soft. Diamond is very hard due to its rigid network of carbon atoms held together by strong covalent bonds. Graphite has delocalized electrons between the layers that can move through the graphite carrying an electric current whereas diamond has no delocalized electrons or ions which are free to move. Graphene is a single layer of graphite made of hexagonal rings of carbon. Graphene is one carbon atom thick. Graphene is composed of carbon atoms held together by strong covalent bonds. Graphene is a sheet of graphite where each carbon atom has three covalent bonds so there is one delocalized electron per carbon atom which are free to move through the structure carrying an electric current. Fullerenes are hollow spherical molecules made of carbon atoms held together by strong covalent bonds. Cylindrical fullerenes are very thin cylinders in which their length is much higher than their diameter. Fullerenes have three covalent bonds per carbon atom, which means there is one delocalized electron per carbon atom. Fullerenes can conduct electricity. Fullerenes are small and hollow so can deliver drugs or radioactive atoms to get rid of cancer at exact points in the body. GCSE Chemistry Audio, Calculations by KScience.com Isotopes are different atoms of the same element, which have the same number of protons and a different number of neutrons. The relative atomic mass of an element is the average relative mass of all the isotopes in the element. The average mass of an atom is compared against the mass of an atom of carbon-12, which is given a mass of exactly 12. The relative atomic mass of an element is the average relative mass of all the isotopes in the element. A chemical formula is where atomic symbols are used to show the number and type of atoms in a compound. The mister is the total of the relative atomic masses of all the atoms in a formula. Avogadro's constant is a huge number that is always 6.02 by 10 by 23. One mole is 6.02 by 10 by 23 and so one mole of a substance is the relative atomic mass or relative formula mass expressed in grams. One mole of a substance is always 6.02 by 10 by 23 of those atoms, molecules or ions. One mole of carbon has a mass of 12 grams. The equation to calculate the number of moles is moles equals mass divided by R. The equation to calculate the mass is mass equals moles multiplied by R. The excess reactant is the reactant which remains when all the other reactants have been used up. The reactant that gets used up first in a chemical reaction is the limiting reactant, also known as the limiting reagent. If calcium is reacting with sulfuric acid, and you observe there are bubbles of hydrogen gas given off which then stop, and the calcium is still there, calcium is in excess, and sulfuric acid is the limiting reactant. Concentration is the amount of solute dissolved in a volume of solvent. The solute is the substance which dissolves in the solvent. The solvent is the liquid which the solute dissolves in. The solution is the mixture of the solute dissolved in the solvent. There are 1,000 cubic centimeters in 1 cubic decimeter. The unit of concentration is G-CM3 or G-DM3. Concentration is the amount of solute dissolved in a volume of solvent. There are 1,000 cubic centimeters in 1 cubic decimeter.
the unit of concentration is G slash CM3 or G slash DM3. The equation to calculate concentration when using a volume in DM3 is concentration equals amount of solute, G, divided by volume of solution DM3. The equation to calculate concentration when using a volume in CM3 is concentration equals amount of solute, G, divided by volume of solution CM3x1000. The rest of this information is about separate, triple chemistry calculations only. The less efficient a reaction is, the more waste products there are. Atom economy measures how much of the starting materials ends up in the useful slash desired products. Percentage atom economy equals relative formula mass of the desired product divided by sum of the relative formula masses of all the reactants. The higher the atom economy, the higher the percentage of atoms in the useful divided by desired product. The yield is the mass or how much of a product is produced in a chemical reaction. Percentage yield is a percentage which compares the actual mass produced with the maximum theoretical mass. Theoretical yield is the maximum yield divided by mass that could be produced from the reaction. Percentage yield equals actual mass of product divided by theoretical mass of product multiplied by 100. Factors which affect the percentage yield include reaction may be reversible, some of the reactants may escape, some reactants and products left behind in handling of apparatus, unexpected side reactions and the reactants may be impure. A titration is carried out to measure the exact volumes of an acid and alkali needed to react with each other. The known concentration goes in the burette and the unknown concentration goes in the conical flask. At eye level, the volumetric pipette can measure a fixed volume of alkali which is poured into a conical flask and placed on white tile. A few drops of acid slash base are added to the conical flask which is then swirled. At eye level, First measure the volume of acid in the burette, then open the tap to slowly release a small volume of acid, swirling the conical flask. The end point is the point at which an acid and an alkali have completely reacted, neutralization, and this is achieved when the indicator has completely changed color. Anomalous results are ignored, and each anomalous titration is repeated until the results are 0.1 cubic centimeters within each other. GCSE Chemistry Audio, Groups 1, 7 and 0 by kscience.com. Group 1 metals are known as alkali metals. They have metallic bonding and easily react with non-metals forming ionic compounds, which have ionic bonding. Group 1 metals are malleable and are good conductors of heat and electricity. They are also soft, have low densities and have relatively lower melting and boiling points compared to other metals. Group 1 metals are known as the alkali metals. They have one electron in their outer shell so are unstable as they do not have a full outer shell of electrons. Group 1 metals will lose one electron to have a full outer shell, forming one plus cations. To explain reactivity increasing down group 1, you need to know the outer electron is attracted to the positive protons in the nucleus. Going down group the atoms become larger and the outer electron is further away from nucleus. This causes the force of attraction between the outer electron and nucleus to be weaker, therefore it becomes easier to lose the outer electron, so that reactivity increases going down the group. For example, lithium has a smaller atom than potassium, 
so the outer electron of lithium is closer to the nucleus. Lithium has a stronger force of attraction between the outer electron and the nucleus. It is harder for lithium to lose the outer electron so is less reactive than potassium. The name of the reaction when a substance reacts with oxygen is called oxidation. When a metal reacts with oxygen, a metal oxide is formed. Group 1 metals are very reactive, so they quickly react in oxygen causing the outer layer to be tarnished gray-slash-black-slash-dull. The alkali metal forms an outer layer of metal oxide. Alkali metals react vigorously when heated in pure oxygen. They glow brightly and the reactions become more vigorous going down the group. Metal chlorides are formed when metals react with chlorine. If group 1 metals are heated and then react with chlorine, they glow brightly and form a white metal chloride salt. The reactions are very vigorous and become more vigorous going down the group. Group 1 metals reactions with water are very vigorous as group 1 metals are very reactive. Any fizzing is due to hydrogen gas being given off. They all form metal hydroxides which form alkaline aqueous solutions. These hydroxide solutions cause universal indicator paper to turn purple. Lithium metal moves quickly across the surface, sodium metal also melts into a ball, and potassium burns with a lilac flame due to the hydrogen gas igniting. Group 7 elements are known as halogens. They are in group 7 so have 7 electrons in their outer shell. Halogens can form diatomic molecules which are two atoms covalently bonded together. When halogens are diatomic molecules, they have relatively low melting and boiling points, are poor conductors of heat and electricity and can be solid, liquid or gas at room temperature. Both melting and boiling points, as well as density, increase going down the group. Hydrogen halides are formed when hydrogen reacts with a halogen. The covalent bonds between the atoms in the reactants break and new molecules are formed. When hydrogen reacts with fluorine, hydrogen fluoride gas is formed. When hydrogen reacts with chlorine, hydrogen chloride gas is formed. When hydrogen reacts with bromine, hydrogen bromide is formed. An acid is made when the hydrogen halide dissolves in the water and the molecule breaks slash dissociates into the ions, H plus and a halide anion. It is the H plus ion which makes the solution acidic. Hydrogen fluoride forms hydrofluoric acid. Hydrogen chloride forms hydrochloric acid. Hydrogen bromide forms hydrobromic acid. Group 7 elements are known as halogens. They are in group 7 so have 7 electrons in their outer shell. They share their outer electron with another atom of the same element to achieve a full outer shell. Halogens can form diatomic molecules which are two atoms covalently bonded together. The covalent bonds between the atoms are strong, and there are weak intermolecular forces between the molecules. The more reactive halogen will displace a less reactive halogen from the salt. The halogen is dissolved in water where chlorine is pale green, bromine is yellow, and iodine is dark red-brown. The halide salt solution is always colorless. The less reactive halogen left in the solution controls the color. The outer electron is attracted to the positive protons in the nucleus. Going down group 7, the atoms become larger and the outer electrons are further away from nucleus. 
This causes the force of attraction between the outer electrons and nucleus to be weaker, therefore it becomes harder to gain an electron, so that reactivity decreases going down the group. For example, fluorine has a smaller atom than iodine, so the outer electrons of fluorine are closer to the nucleus. Fluorine has a stronger force of attraction between the outer electrons and the nucleus. It is easier for fluorine to gain an electron so is more reactive than iodine. The chemical properties are controlled by how many electrons are in the outer shell of an atom. Group 0 elements have a full outer shell of electrons that are stable and are unreactive, inert. They do not need to transfer or share any electrons to be stable. Group 0 elements exist as single-slash-individual atoms which can be found in the atmosphere. Their physical properties are they are colorless gases at room temperature as have low melting and boiling points. They are poor conductors of heat and electricity. Helium has the lowest density and is less dense than air. Density increases down the group as the size of the atom increases, and argon is denser than air. Helium is used in balloons such as party balloons and balloon aircraft. Helium is less dense than air so causes the balloon to rise. Helium is inert so is non-flammable and will not set on fire. Neon is used for illuminated signs. When electricity is passed through, a bright red-orange light is emitted. Argon is used to preserve wine. Argon is denser than air, so when it is placed into the top of a wine barrel, the air is removed, and the unreactive argon takes its place. There is now no oxygen to not react with the wine to make it go sour. Krypton is used for bright light for photography. When electricity is passed through, a bright light is emitted. GCSE Chemistry Audio, Acids, Alkalis and Bases by KScience.com Hydrogen ions, H+, make solutions acidic. Hydroxide ions, O, make solutions alkaline. Acids are substances which have excess hydrogen ions H+, when dissolved in water. Alkalis are substances which have excess hydroxide ions, O, when dissolved in water. Bases are metal oxides. Alkalis are soluble in water and bases are insoluble in water. Red litmus paper turns blue when a solution is alkaline and contains O ions, so the pH is above 7. Blue litmus paper turns red when a solution is acidic, containing H plus ions, so the pH is below 7. Methyl orange is red in acidic solutions and yellow in alkaline solutions. Phenolphthalein is pink in alkaline solutions and colorless in acidic solutions. Universal indicator finds the pH of a solution using colors. The pH scale is a scale which tells you how acidic or alkaline a solution is. 0 is the most acidic, 7 is neutral and 14 is the most alkaline. Alkaline solutions contain O ions so the pH is above 7. Acidic solutions contain H plus ions, so the pH is below 7. A pH probe is electronic so gives a very accurate and objective reading, and if attached to a computer, readings can be taken over time and plotted in a graph. Higher content, strong and weak acids. 1. Strong acids ionize completely in solution. 2. Hydrochloric acid, nitric acid and sulfuric acid are all strong acids. 3. Weak acids partially ionize in solution. 4. 
ethanoic acid, citric acid and carbonic acid are all weak acids. 5. A concentrated acid is a solution which contains a high concentration of dissolved acid molecules. A dilute acid is a solution which contains a small concentration of dissolved acid molecules. All acids have H plus ions dissolved in solution. Strong acids ionize completely so there are more H plus ions dissolved in solution, so the pH is lower. Whereas weak acids only partially ionize causing there to be less H plus ions dissolved in solution, so the pH is higher. The ionization of weak acids is reversible, whereas the ionization of strong acids is irreversible. Strong acids ionize completely in solution. As the concentration of hydrogen ions, H plus AC, decreases by a factor of 10, the pH value increases by 1. As the concentration of hydrogen ions, H plus AC, increases by a factor of 10, the pH value decreases by 1. The magnesium displaces the hydrogen ions because magnesium is more reactive than hydrogen. Each hydrogen ion gains one electron from the two electrons that were lost from the outer shell of the magnesium atom. The two hydrogen atoms form a single covalent bond to make a molecule of hydrogen gas, H2. This is a redox reaction because the metal atom is always oxidized as it loses electrons which the hydrogen ions gain as they are reduced. Higher and foundation content again. Neutralization is a chemical reaction where an acid reacts with a base-slash-alkali to produce a salt and water. To make the soluble salt-copper sulfate, the metal oxide base is added in excess to ensure all the sulfuric acid has reacted. The acid is warmed slightly to speed up the rate of reaction. Filtration is used where filter paper removes the excess insoluble metal oxide that has not reacted. This ensures the salt will be pure when the water has evaporated. The copper sulfate solution is then heated in the evaporating basin until saturated, and is stopped heated when crystals appear on the edge. The saturated solution is left in a warm place, maybe by a windowsill for a few days, for all the water to evaporate as the salt crystallizes. The crystals are pat dry using filter paper. Acids are substances which have excess hydrogen ions H when dissolved in water. Alkalis are substances which have excess hydroxide ions, O, when dissolved in water. Neutralization is a chemical reaction where an acid reacts with a base-slash-alkali to produce a salt and water. The pH decreases if there are fewer hydrogen ions, whereas more hydrogen ions causes the pH to decrease. When an acid reacts with a metal carbonate the products are salt, water and carbon dioxide. As the reaction continues, the mass of the metal carbonate decreases, and the volume of the carbon dioxide increases. The outer surface of the metal carbonate reacts with the acid. When a metal reacts with an acid, a salt and hydrogen are formed. If the metal is less reactive than hydrogen, a reaction will not take place. A salt contains a metal cation and a non-metal anion. In a salt the cation is always provided by the metal and the anion is always provided by the acid. The solubility of a substance is measured by the maximum mass that dissolves in a given volume of solvent, at a specific temperature. A precipitate is an insoluble product formed when two solutions are mixed together and react. This is called a precipitation reaction. 
the method for making a pure, dry sample of an insoluble salt is. Mix together two soluble solutions. Use filtration and filter paper to separate the precipitate, which becomes the residue. Rinse the precipitate with distilled water whilst still in the filter funnel. Leave the rinsed precipitate by the window sill or in a warm oven to dry. Pat the crystals dry with filter paper. GCSE Chemistry Audio, Reactivity Series and Ores by KScience.com The reactivity series is a list of elements placed in order of the most reactive at the top and the least reactive at the bottom. When metals react with water and dilute acid, their observations can be used to determine their reactivity. Group 1 metals have the most vigorous reactions. Copper, silver and gold do not react with water or dilute acid. The rest of the metals vary in reactivity. Oxidation is the loss of electrons and slash or addition of oxygen. Reduction is the gain of electrons and slash or the removal of oxygen. Carbon displaces less reactive metals compared to carbon. Hydrogen displaces less reactive metals compared to hydrogen. Both carbon and hydrogen are oxidized when they reduce the metal oxide. In a displacement reaction, a more reactive metal displaces a less reactive metal from its compound. Zinc is more reactive than copper so will displace copper from its compound, forming zinc sulfate and copper. Copper sulfate solution changes from blue to a colorless zinc sulfate solution, where there is a copper coating on the surface of the zinc. In a displacement reaction, a more reactive metal displaces a less reactive metal from its compound. Oxidation is the loss of electrons and slash or addition of oxygen. Reduction is the gain of electrons and slash or the removal of oxygen. In the same reaction if oxidation and reduction take place, it is a redox reaction. The reactivity series is a list of elements ordered by their reactivity. The most reactive metals are at the top and the least reactive metals are at the bottom. A compound is a substance containing a metal cation and a non-metal anion held together by an ionic bond. A more reactive metal displaces a less reactive metal from its compound. An ore is a rock which contains enough of the metal to extract it for profit. Metals found in their native state are unreactive metals which are found uncombined slash unreacted. Reactive metals are found in compounds, chemically combined with non-metals. Low concentration copper ores need to be concentrated before the copper can be extracted. Reduce is to decrease the use of a product so it is not overused. Reuse means reusing products for the same purpose. Recycle is to create a new product out of a waste product. When glass is recycled it must be cleaned, crushed, melted and then molded into new glass products. Benefits of recycling includes less raw materials used, uses less energy than mining, new useful products can be made, less pollution for example carbon dioxide and less landfill waste. Mining and electrolysis requires more energy than recycling. Recycling of metals does not involve mining of ores, so the ores stay in the crust. The more recycling of metals means the less fossil fuels are used, so less combustion, so less pollution. Sulfur dioxide, carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide and soot are pollutants that can be produced by combustion. The more recycling the less acid rain and less global warming. The more mining of metals there are, 
the reserves of ores decreases. Mining uses a lot of energy compared to recycling. Opencast mining leaves large holes in the ground scarring the landscape, where mining companies leave large heaps of waste rock. This destroys habitats for plants and animals. Rainwater can flow through slag heaps of waste causing the groundwater to become acidic. There's lots of noise pollution, dust and local water sources can be affected. Sulfur dioxide contributes to acid rain and carbon dioxide contributes to global warming caused by the enhanced greenhouse effect. Aluminium is quite a reactive metal so is found in Earth's crust chemically combined with oxygen as aluminium oxide. Aluminium oxide is found in an ore called bauxite which also contains iron oxide. Bauxite is extracted from the ground using open cast mining. Aluminium is more reactive than carbon, so aluminium cannot be extracted from its compound using carbon. Therefore aluminium must be extracted from its compound using electrolysis. Electrolysis breaks down ionic compounds using electricity. An LCA assesses the total environmental impact of a product. The people who paid for the study, an expert panel or the expert analyst who created that part of the LCA may sometimes give subjective judgments for the single impact score. Wires judgments may be made to help companies with their product. It may be difficult to accurately measure the environmental impact as there may not be any factual data, so inaccurate estimates may have to be made which leads to uncertainty in the single impact score. Paper bags use wood as their raw material. Negative effects of deforestation are less forests, so less habitats, so loss of biodiversity and less photosynthesis so more carbon dioxide in atmosphere. Pulping uses more energy and produces more waste compared to plastic bags during manufacturing and packaging. However, paper bags are biodegradable and can be recycled. Whereas plastic bags cannot be recycled and takes one hundreds of years to be broken down in landfill sites. Plastic bags release more toxins when burnt compared to paper bags, contributing more to acid rain and smog. GCSE Chemistry Audio Electrolysis by kscience.com. Electrolysis is the breakdown of an ionic compound using electricity. First the ionic compound must be melted or dissolved in water, so the ions are free to move. The electrolyte is the substance being broken down and the ions are always free to move in electrolysis. The negatively charged ions are the anions and they are attracted to the anode. The positively charged ions are the cations and they are attracted to the cathode. The cathode and anode are dipped into the electrolyte where there must be a gap between them. Half equations show what is happening to the atom or ion in the reaction. They show us if electrons are being lost or gained. Oil rig can be used to remember the meaning of oxidation and reduction. Oxidation is the loss of electrons and reduction is the gain of electrons. The rules to correctly write half equations are they must have the same elements on both sides. They must have the same number of atoms on both sides and they must have the same charge on both sides. An electric current is the flow of electrons per second. 
electrons flow from the negative terminal to the cathode. Cations are attracted to the cathode where they gain these electrons. The cations are reduced forming neutral atoms. At the same time, the anions are attracted to the anode where they lose their electrons to the anode. The anions are oxidized forming neutral molecules. The electrons flow into the anode and background to the cell where the cycle continues again. In the electrolysis of molten zinc chloride, zinc chloride is corrosive, and the chlorine produced is toxic, so asthmatics must be warned, goggles must be worn to protect the eyes and the experiment must be carried out in a fume cupboard. The zinc cations are attracted to the cathode where they are reduced as they gain two electrons to form zinc atoms. The chloride anions are attracted to the anode where they are oxidized as they lose one electron to form chlorine atoms, which then covalently bond to form chlorine molecules. Solid ionic compounds can dissolve in water in which they dissociate into their individual ions. Aqueous solutions always consist of the metal cations, non-metal anions and then H plus and O ions which from water ionizing. These ions are all free to move where the cations are attracted to the cathode and the anions are attracted to the anode. The least reactive metal always forms at the cathode, or if the metal is less reactive than hydrogen. Halide anions always form first at the anode, then hydroxide anions and finally all other anions. In the electrolysis of copper bromide solution. For electrolysis to work the ions must be free to move so they can move towards the electrodes. Dissolving a solid ionic compound in water causes it to dissociate into its ions so they are now free to move. Water ionizes into H plus cations and O anions. Copper forms at the cathode and bromine forms at the anode. It is easier to dissolve an ionic compound in water compared to using very high temperatures to melt the substance, as this uses more heat and electricity, so is more expensive. In the electrolysis of sodium chloride solution, Sodium chloride is an ionic compound. When it dissolves in water, four ions form which are Na+, Cl, O and H+. The sodium chloride dissociates into its ions and the water ionizes to form ions. Hydrogen is less reactive than sodium so forms hydrogen at the cathode. Halide ions discharge more easily than hydroxide ions so forms chlorine gas at the anode. The hydrogen ions are reduced as they gain electrons. The chloride ions are oxidized as they lose electrons. In the electrolysis of sodium sulfate solution. Sodium sulfate is an ionic compound. When it dissolves in water, Four ions form which are Na+, SO42, O and H+. 
The sodium sulfate dissociates into its ions and the water ionizes to form ions. Hydrogen is less reactive than sodium so forms hydrogen at the cathode. Hydroxide ions discharge more easily than sulfate ions so forms oxygen gas and water at the anode. The hydrogen ions are reduced as they gain electrons. The hydroxide ions are oxidized as they lose electrons. GCSE Chemistry Audio, Exothermic and Endothermic Reactions by KScience.com In an exothermic reaction the temperature of the surroundings increases. This is due to a lot of energy being released into the surroundings. Examples of exothermic reactions are combustion and neutralization. In an endothermic reaction the temperature of the surroundings decreases. This is due to a lot of energy being taken in from the surroundings. Examples of endothermic reactions are thermal decomposition and photosynthesis. A reaction profile can be used to describe if a reaction or process is exothermic or endothermic. The energy is stored in the bonds of the reactants and products. The energy in the reactants and products changes during the reaction. Both types of reactions have an activation energy that needs to be met to start the reaction. However endothermic reactions have much bigger activation energies as more energy is needed to start the reactions. Exothermic reactions have negative overall energy changes, whereas endothermic reactions have positive overall energy changes. An exothermic reaction is when more energy is given out when making bonds compared to the energy that is taken in when breaking bonds. An endothermic reaction is when more energy is taken in when breaking bonds compared to the energy that is given out when making bonds. When investigating energy changes, Use a thermometer to measure the starting and final temperature and calculate the difference. If the temperature increases, it is exothermic. If the temperature decreases, it is endothermic. The polystyrene cup provides insulation which decreases the rate at which energy is transferred into and out of the reacting mixture. Aca content. Oxidation of iron forms hydrated iron, 3, oxide in an exothermic reaction. The crystallization of sodium ethanoid is started by pressing a small metal disc. This is an exothermic process. Place the solid pack in boiling water to re-dissolve the sodium ethanoid crystals. In a self-heating can a button is pressed in the base of the can, which mixes the calcium oxide and water, starting the exothermic reaction which heats the contents of the can. In a cold pack, the ammonium nitrate dissolves in the water when mixed, absorbing energy from its surroundings, making the surroundings colder.